Welcome to the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Super Talk Mississippi 93.7 Spotlight is on Northwest Community College. And you can listen to our live stream at supertalknorthms.com. Just click on the link for the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Here's your host, Gary Darby. Hello, North Mississippi, and welcome to the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. It is a Thursday, November 17th edition of the program. I'm in the LitcoMetals.com studio and ready to talk a lot of things with you today. I've got a, a news item or two here, plus the weather forecast, to chat with you for a few minutes. Then we'll make a phone call to Tucson, Arizona. That's right. Brian Lentz hanging out with the women's soccer team. They're in the Final Four. We'll talk about that. We've got football discussion to get to, all kinds of things happening. There are basketball games for Northwest tonight. We've just got to go through a little bit of all of it, and uh, we've, we've made the early morning already wake-up text message to Brian. Remember, he's a few hours before us. And so he's up, he's ready, and a lot to talk about, as he said. And so we'll get into that with him coming up here in about 13 minutes or so, somewhere in that neighborhood okay so we'll we'll get all of that information to you and that is today's sycamore bank ranger hour 909 is the time and we do have a couple of items of business to get to and the first is is that northwest community college has announced their speaker for the 2022 fall graduation commencement ceremonies which will be friday december the 9th it's quentin whitwell i think we all know quentin throughout time as I mean, we go all the way back to his Oxford High School days and then on and through and the things that he has done. And it's two ceremonies, career technical education and academic transfer graduate at 10 a.m. And the School of Health Sciences graduates at 1 on December the 9th. Uh, Quentin is an attorney and an entrepreneur licensed in Mississippi and also the District of Columbia. He's owner of Panola Medical Center, uh, a rural Mississippi hospital that obviously we know he is involved with in Quitman County. Uh, he has other things there uh, where he has been involved in hospitals operating in Holly Springs. And so I do want to get Quentin on the program. We've talked about this a couple of times and, and kind of maybe lock him down soon to talk about the rural hospital and, and the health care system that, that we do have in Panola, in Marks, in Marshall, in the different areas and the things that he's doing. Plus, we'll we're getting to chat about being able to speak at this commencement exercise that comes up on Friday, uh, December 9th. So Quentin Whitwell has been announced for that. And again, uh, the college will have two ceremonies, career technical education and academic transfer graduates at 10 a.m. on that day. And the School of Health Science graduates at 1. And so if you're still looking or you know someone that's looking to uh, move ahead, move forward, take classes and do those kinds of things, NWCC can help you enhance your skills, train you for industry, help you with whatever pursuit in lifelong learning that you need. Registration for the 2023 spring semester is now open. And if you need more information, you visit northwestms.edu. That is northwestms.edu. Coming up, we will talk about a lot of things with our friend Brian Lentz. Basketball action in Senatobia going on tonight and tomorrow. Women's basketball has the Northwest Classic as they will take on SAU Tech at 7 o'clock tonight and then National Park College at 2 p.m. tomorrow. So that is going on at Howard Coliseum. 
uh, Coach Latero Williams and the Northwest uh, women's basketball team three and two so far on the season. They've lost their last two games, uh, losing at ASU Mid South and this National Park College team that they will play again. On Friday, they lost in their last basketball game Saturday, 62-46 to National Park College. So SAU Tech and National Park College in Sinatobia for women's basketball over the next couple of days. The Northwest men are trying to stop a five-game losing skid in Moorhead against Mississippi Delta. That game scheduled for tonight at 6, the next home game for the Northwest men will be Arkansas State Mid-South. Trying to keep, you got some of these local uh, community colleges in the state of Arkansas that they're playing here more recently, and you've got that coming up. And the actual conference games begin for basketball after the first of the year. you got to remember, in the basketball world and community college, you get things and you play through like the first week of December, and then you're off for an entire month. And you have to come back and you get into your conference schedule in January. They get the long extended holiday period and students go home and do all that they do. They come back to you. You got to get them ramped up. You got to get them going and you get them uh, ready for what comes up in January. But both basketball teams, non-conference action. Uh, tonight and tomorrow for the women's basketball team with the Northwest Classic in Sinatobia. And for the Northwest men, even though it is Mississippi Delta, a team they will play in conference, play a little bit later on, it's a non-conference matchup with the Trojans tonight in Moorhead at 6. We'll report on those things tomorrow. Coming up in our conversation with Brian, we're going to talk about what's going on in Tucson, Arizona uh, at the Kino Sports Complex, it's the NJCAA Division II Women's Soccer Championship. We've had Coach Beatty on the program a couple of times. We've talked about the great things that they have done. They've won 15 matches now with one loss and three ties, and they're one of the final four women's soccer teams playing for a national championship. And we'll have Brian tell us about the two matches that have already occurred Monday night against Northeast Nebraska, and then last night against Pima, Arizona, and then what is next, which will be tomorrow at 1.30 against Phoenix College. We'll get all of that as he prepares us for the NJCAA semifinals in the Women's Soccer Championship. And then we'll discuss some football as well. Rangers go 10-0. and They get to the state championship game, the Mississippi Athletic Community College Conference Championship game, lose to East Mississippi. The polls still have them at number two, although maybe Brian can decipher that or maybe correct me or, or get us uh, into that situation and more as we will talk with him coming up next on the program. You know the ways to be in touch with us. Our text message line straight here into the LitcoMetals.com studio is 662-426-1093. That is 662-426-1093. The Twitter account is at GDARB65. The Facebook page, North Mississippi Spotlight with Gary Darby, where you know, we're doing a lot of different things. I think the most recent one was putting up Sardis's Christmas Parade uh, that, that I found and shared yesterday. And we'll continue to do those kinds of things as we get all those parades lined up and ready and all the different things that are going on in North Mississippi throughout the holiday season. It is 9.15, time for the break, and then the phone call. To Tucson, Arizona, we'll bring in Brian Lentz next, Sports Information Director at Northwest Community College. He'll carry us for a majority of the rest of the show. You're listening to the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. 
Your connection to Northwest Mississippi Community College on Super Talk Mississippi 93.7 and stream live at supertalknorthms.com. Just click on the link for the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Please do, and don't forget, we'll have all of this up and rolling later on today in any podcast form. You go and you find it, and it'll be right there for you as we'll have this conversation with Brian Lentz up. If you miss any of the information we pass along here in the world of sports or anything that I already mentioned, it'll be in podcast form coming up later on today. 35, 36 degrees here throughout most of North Mississippi with a high of 45 it's 53 degrees already and going to 70 where Brian Lentz is. How are you? Gary, I am good. How are you? Things are fine, man. Things are just fine on a Thursday. Talk a little Northwest Community College stuff. I really appreciate you getting up uh, uh, early today, an off day. I mean, you, you had to do all the work, handle the soccer last night, get up and talk about it with me, and then I don't know, whatever you get planned for the rest of the day in Tucson before a match again tomorrow. Boy, we've had Coach Beattie on a, a couple of times. You've talked about them as well. He has really, uh, in his short amount of time, gone nationally, recruited locally, continued to draw the great talent that's around. He has built an unbelievable program, no matter what happens, tomorrow night in the match or whatever, to take that program and to get them into the Final Four. Could you address what he has done in building this program in a short amount of time? Well, I want to throw one stat line out to you and the listeners um, that kind of describes what this Northwest team has been about all year long. So uh, Northwest has scored, first of all, their record after last night. They had 15 wins, one loss, and three uh, draws on the season they have scored 74 goals this year their opponents seven (laughs) northwest has not allowed more than one goal in a match all year long so no team has scored multiple times in the same game on northwest and that's saying something and it's something i kind of discussed with coach Beatty last night after the game we were just kind of talking and it really is a night and day difference from the time that he got here. You know, in his first year, uh, the the COVID year, I guess you could say, where uh, everything was kind of moved to the spring, Northwest did make the playoffs. They finished 6-6. Six and six. They got to the first round against Gulf Coast. Um, but, you know, it was just kind of uh, average at that time. And it's just a night and day difference seeing – especially on the defensive side of things, Northwest go from allowing uh, all these shots per game from their opponents and their goalkeepers having to get double-digit saves every match to literally just, I mean, they went on the the month of October. I want to point this out, too. The month of October, not a single team scored a goal on Northwest (laughs) at all. In fact, I believe the total was 20 to 0 in terms of goals scored versus goals allowed. That right there just speaks not only to the offense that Northwest has, but also the defense that Coach Beattie has been able to assemble. And every year it's gotten better on the defensive side. And this year it's probably the best that I think it's ever been in program history. And you look at the scoring real quick, and if you look at the stats, You've got Jennifer Enriquez and Evie Crawford with 11 goals apiece. But really, you have about 
seven or eight girls that can score, and there really just isn't a clear leader. And I think that's a good thing in a sense when you look at it on paper is that you've got a team that can go out there on any given day with any given lineup, and, you know, there's no set starting lineup in this. That's the way it's been all season. There's no set starting lineup for this team. Sometimes you'll have some of these leading scorers like Enriquez and Evie Crawford, and they won't even start a match. And I'm talking about in the playoffs. They will come off the bench and then um, get in there and score later. But it's just what it all does, Gary, is that it really attests to just how balanced this Northwest team is. And that's the reason why they're here right now in the semifinals taking on some of the best teams in the country for a chance at winning the program's first national title. Well, let's start Monday, if you don't mind, against Northeast Nebraska. It was a big second half in that match, wasn't it? It was. It was. Northwest got three goals in that second half. And for the fans out there unfamiliar, the way the soccer postseason works in NJCA is that you had 12 teams, and you play in four different uh, pods or pools, as they call them, kind of international style, like World Cup, like what you might see in the World Cup here in the coming days and weeks. And so really in those first matches, you're trying to you know, not only win, but you're trying to score as many as you can because in case each team only wins one match in their pod, well, then it comes down to goal differential. And so you really want to have that advantage if it came down to it. But that didn't happen this time. Regardless, it was still a good way for Northwest to come out. Danny Rodriguez, the freshman from uh, Hobbs, New Mexico, with two of the team's four goals. They beat Northeast Nebraska 4-1. to one. And Northeast Nebraska was a very talented team. They, um, yeah, or not yesterday, the day before, they had only lost to Pima 1-0. to zero. So it was going to be a challenge coming in facing Pima last night, and I know we'll get to that in a moment. But it was a good way to start for Northwest to come out here. You don't want to lose in your first game in the national tournament. You don't want to be behind the eight ball that early. And Northwest was able to come out, take care of business, You know, started off just a little bit sluggish, but was able to make it up with those three goals in the second half and get the first win out here. And then it was uh, a lengthy one against the Pima Aztecs. This one, double overtime, correct? A nail-biting situation late into the night there uh, in Tucson. Lead us through how Northwest found the 2-1 to win. Well, it's funny you mention that because I just got the game recap up on <laughs> NWCCRangers.com for anyone who wants to read it. Had a little bit of writer's block last night. Couldn't exactly focus, so I had to, had to sleep on that a little bit, but Pima came out very aggressive like I knew they would. In fact, uh, 30 seconds into the match, they already had a corner kick. Um, so they were set up, came out as the aggressor on offense, and 11 minutes into the match, Pima scores and goes up 1-0. to And they took that lead in the halftime, and that was only the second time this season that Northwest has trailed at halftime. The only other time was in a 1-1 tie against East Central back in early September. So Northwest had a lot of work to do. And Melinda Hernandez, who the game of her life, I can't even begin to describe in words how big her performance was. Um, She was a sophomore, but she had not scored a single goal 
since September the 3rd against uh, Mineral Area College. So she had gone scoreless. She's provided some assists all year long. But she had gone scoreless for almost a little over two months, about two and a half months. And she came out and provided the equalizer just a couple minutes into the second half, tied us up at one. You know, both teams went back and forth. And I've got to tell you, it was, when you say dramatic, Pima had about three chances to score, both in the second half and in overtime, uh, to put the match away. One of them was a shot off the crossbar, and it bounced right in front of the net, and the Northwest defender had to kick it out. And then they had another one where they actually did score, but they were ruled off sides. And then in overtime, they had a breakaway, uh, just one-on-one with the goalkeeper, Addie McCann, and uh, they took the shot, and the shot sailed over the goal and out of play. So Pima had their chances, and Northwest was able to persevere. And, you know, about literally less than three minutes left in that double overtime, I thought, okay, here we go. We're about to go to penalty kicks, as if it couldn't get any more stressful <laughs> enough. And uh, what does Melinda Hernandez do? Off the free kick, she finds the, equal, or the game-winning goal, and... Then there's this pandemonium. So Northwest came into that match as the higher seed, but I'll tell you, Pima, based here in Tucson, Arizona, for those who don't know, Pima was the home team, essentially. They're the ones hosting the tournament, and their fans, Northwest brought a lot of fans out here, but there were a lot more Pima fans in the stands, obviously, with it being local. So it really did truly feel like Northwest was playing a road match against one of the best teams in the nation, and they were able to come out on top with the win. I'm glad you mentioned the goalkeeper, Addie McCann's name, out of Hernando, and and she's been the main goalkeeper this season after you know being part-time as, as a freshman and, and has stepped in and, and taken over the role. When you mentioned earlier the fact that you know they they no one scored multiple goals in any game this season, you know, they lost in penalty kicks to Holmes in the uh, in the Region 23 championship. But we need to give that local product from Hernando a lot of credit for what's going on there. I know that there's a lot that goes on defensively, but with her tending the net, we need to give her some props. Oh, absolutely. I mean, again, 79 saves on the season, and she has a 14-1-3 record and posted six shutouts this year. Uh, Yeah, McCann has been great. Addie McCann has just been phenomenal for Northwest. But you know what the crazy thing is about that? And I wasn't going to say anything until you brought it up, but I have to get this (laughs) off my chest. Uh, Last week, put out a press release about the all-conference selections for Northwest, and Northwest did have several. But I got to see the voting tally from each position group and as big as Addie has been for Northwest, she did not get a single vote for first team, second team, or honorable mention goalkeeper in the conference. Not a single vote. And wow. that really, <laughs> when I saw that, I, I mean, my jaw hit the floor because I thought, how can you sit there and deny somebody who uh, has a save percentage of over 92% on the year? And has 14 wins to her credit. I mean, like, playing on one of the best teams, not just in the conference, but in the nation. I, so, just want to get that off my chest. She was definitely hosed in that. So, uh, I think if they could go back and revote, 
she should definitely be first team uh, based off her performance in the postseason. All right, so the women's soccer team, 15 wins, one loss, three draws. They take on Phoenix College. The Bears are 16-2-1. and one. What can you tell us about the opponent that Northwest will face tomorrow? Well, I haven't had a lot of time to research Phoenix just yet. Uh, I plan to do that a little bit today. I can tell you, though, from looking at Pima, Pima and Phoenix went back and forth all year long. I think they traded wins and losses. Yeah, I see here on the schedule, I see where they tied uh, in their last match. Uh, So they did do that. They had a nil-nil draw in that one. Uh, They beat Pima 3-0, and so it looks like uh, those are the ones that they had with them. I will say this, Phoenix had a draw that featured um, two Illinois schools, South Suburban and Southwestern Illinois, and beat both of them pretty soundly, 7-1 and 5-1. But uh, from everybody I've talked to, they've said that that was probably the easiest draw of the, uh, or the easiest pull, I should say, of this tournament. So um, make no mistake about it, though, Phoenix is going to be tough. It's going to be about like playing Pima again, although I kind of hope for my uh, sanity that it doesn't go into double (laughs) overtime again. Uh, I don't know if my stress level can handle that, but look, Northwest is going to come out. Um, They're going to come out strong. You know, they may struggle just a little bit, but they're going to find their rhythm, and if you keep it within a goal against this Northwest team, you better watch out because they can definitely score, and they proved that last night. They proved it against Northeast earlier this week, and I mean, look, three of the four teams remaining in this national tournament, believe it or not, are from Mississippi. Holmes and Jones College face each other in the semifinals, the other semifinal matchup, (laughs) and then you have Northwest against Phoenix. That alone should speak to the level of strength that the MACCC has. No doubt. And to my, I mean, in my opinion, I, I look at it this way. Northwest has been able to battle with Jones and with Holmes all year long, and I don't believe Phoenix will be any different. I think it'll be just like you're facing another MACCC team in the semifinals. Gotcha. All right, so that will be tomorrow, one thirty, and can people watch that on NWCCRangers.com? Well, it's actually going to be on the NJCA network. Right. That is a once once you get to the national playoffs, that's a pay per view type package. I okay. think it's ten dollars a game. Um, we'll have a. I thought I had a link out there already. If we don't, we'll have it on the schedule page at NWCCRangers.com. Okay. Uh, when I get a chance. No but, problem. Uh, yes, that's where you can watch the game All right. uh, for tomorrow. And also, if Northwest makes it to the championship, you can watch it on there as well. Sounds good. All right, let's move to football. Disappointing finish to things against East Mississippi, wasn't it? It was. It was. Um, you know, East kind of came out and jumped out on top. And um, Northwest had a couple bad breaks go against them, one of which was a pick six that literally bounced off the back of the umpire's head um, and into the arms of an East Mississippi defender, and they returned it 22 yards for a touchdown. Uh, you know, just kind of still dissecting that game. Just It's hard to beat a team twice, especially a hungry team that, when you look at East Mississippi, they had three losses. Um, you look at them now, they're in the top ten, but it's clear that they're not going to crack the top four. They're not going to make the national playoffs. And 
you know, whether or not they go to a bowl game will be ultimately up to them. I'm sure they'll get invited, especially based off name recognition. But that was their Super Bowl. That was something that, that was East Mississippi coming out and saying to themselves that, hey, this is our last chance to go out and do something this season. And they just came out with the more, they came out with more motivation. I'll say that. Um, and, you know, honestly, the great thing is, I, I think in a way it might be, in a strange way, good for Northwest. And the reason I say that is because the Rangers did not drop. They stayed at number two in the polls. Um, should everything hold with next week's poll, and I have no reason to believe that it wouldn't, you'll see Northwest host the national playoff game. And it might have been a good thing to get a loss out of the way. I mean, you don't want to lose in the championship. Right. Don't get me wrong. Right. You don't want to lose in the championship. You really don't want to lose against East Mississippi. But at the same time, you're 10-1. and one. You had struggled against Jones the week before, struggled against Northeast on the road in the regular season finale. Then you kind of just drop a loss. And I think combined with a little bit of a break and also – uh, having one loss, you know, basically being punched in the mouth on your schedule, you can sit there and regroup and go, okay, this is what we need to do if we want to win the national title. We're going to have to clean this up. We're going to have to do this differently. And I think it might be a good thing to get these guys to regroup ahead of whoever they will face in the national playoffs. It's kind of a different year, isn't it, Brian, in junior college football across America? Uh, because there aren't just a ton of – I mean, sometimes you get two or three unbeatens are, are teams with one loss, and right now Hutchison, Kansas is the only unbeaten that's there. Northwest has one loss. Um, I, I look down, and that's Lackawanna, which is up way north, but everybody else, your Kansas teams, your Iowa Westerns, the Texas teams, all have two or three losses already, and, and, and so – you know, with that being said, you know, you, you would think, un, unless something crazy would happen, that Northwest will at least hang into that top four, which is what you have to do, right? Right. I have no doubt that Northwest will be in the top four still. And I really don't think, from looking at the schedules of everybody who remains in the top four, I don't see any reason that Northwest would waver from this number two spot. I think if they were going to drop the Rangers, they would have done so already. Right. And it's kind of like what you mentioned. You know, a lot of teams have two or three losses. In fact, uh, you mentioned it. Uh, the only teams left with one loss besides Northwest are a little bit further down in the poll. Yeah, number There's, seven. Unfortunately, yeah. their, strength, their strength of schedule just isn't great enough to merit them a spot in the top four. Lackawanna being one, Georgia Military being another, and also you've got Snow College with two losses. Um, I can tell you the, uh, from looking at the social media, I can tell you the major controversy is with three and four being Iowa Western and Coffeyville. Coffeyville came out and beat Iowa Western 23 to seven earlier this year. And yet Coffeyville is still ranked behind Iowa Western. So between Kansas and Iowa, I think that's causing a little bit of problems there, but I don't know how else you would uh, arrange the rankings to be honest with you, because, You've got, if it holds the way it is right now, you've got number one Hutchinson playing number four Coffeyville. Well, they're both in the same conference. So you get a uh, Kansas Jayhawk conference uh, matchup in one semifinal game. 
And then you get Northwest and Iowa Western in the other, if that's what comes to fruition. Um, if you were to rearrange that, you would have Hutchinson and Iowa Western, who just played each other last week, playing in a semifinal matchup, and then Northwest against Coffeyville. So really, regardless of how you slice it, um, between Coffeyville, Hutchinson, and Iowa Western, they, all these teams have played each other. So I don't know any other way you would redo the rankings. Um, if you're Northwest, you can't worry about that. You just got to worry about staying at number two and hosting Iowa Western or Coffeyville, whoever that may be, and uh, just go from there and try to get a win on your home field. Absolutely. All right, my friend. Uh, and look, the the only other thing that I could see is the fact that as as you were talking, it was like, all right, well, well, who does the number five team play, right? And that's Snow College, and they're playing that Lackawanna team that we talked about in Scranton, PA, coming up on Saturday. So maybe if they win, they might jump into the four, right, because they're beating a top 15 team. But other than that, I'm with you. I don't see how Northwest is not part of the group of four somehow playing for a national title, well-deserved. And I know there's a lot of nominations and, and things that went on. I'm going to let you rest now. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to talk about the 19 guys uh, that, that were awarded things in North Division play in Mississippi and things of that nature. Coach Benji Parker getting another nomination for Coach of the Year and things of that nature. But you've done a tremendous job of getting us through this Thursday program. And we'll, we'll keep up with what's going on with women's soccer tomorrow. I've already mentioned the basketball games and everything going on on campus tonight tomorrow and then the northwest men out in moorhead busy time for you my friend thanks for the time this morning well it's what we call the business crossover season and i <laughs> tell you being in the national tournament makes crossover season a little more fun that's for sure no doubt all right my bud we'll talk to you later all right appreciate it gary that's brian lentz from tucson where the northwest women's soccer team in the semifinals taking on Phoenix College tomorrow afternoon. And as he mentioned, you can go to nwccrangers.com to find out more. Now, the Northwest football team losing to East Mississippi, but still in the NJCAA rankings at number two. They didn't fall. Hutchinson, Kansas at 10-0 and was number one. Northwest number two. Iowa Western number three. Coffeyville number four. And then, as I mentioned, Snow College is number five. They do have a game scheduled uh, as they will go to Pennsylvania and take on the Lackawanna College team, which is ranked at number seven in the country. Uh, so I think they're both playing each other to try and maybe move into that group of four. Let's see uh, who it could be. But that's a long way uh, from from Snow College, uh, which, which, by the way, uh, is in Utah. Uh, and so that's a long way to go to play a football game, but they're going to do it uh, and and play that, uh, and and it's to try and get into uh, the, the the national championship group of four. It looks like Northwest will stay in there. There's one more poll next week that will come out. They have to be ranked in the top four. The top two will host a game, and then they'll play for a championship. Right now, Northwest will host. Iowa Western, if the polls stay the same. Thanks to Brian Lentz for joining us this morning. It's 942. Kept him a long time. So a little behind on business to take care of. We'll do that. We'll come back. We'll do more in the world of sports. So hold on.
This hour is everything Northwest. Your connection to Northwest Community College and powered by Sycamore Bank. Thanks for joining us on the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. Join the conversation by texting 662-426-1093. Big thanks again to Brian Lentz for being on the program, talking with us about women's soccer and football today. And I will go ahead and tell you now that in this portion of the program that it doesn't look like the season isn't over yet. They're ranked number two. Uh, in the country, and a poll comes out next week. Doesn't look like they'll fall out of the top four, so they will definitely, it looks like, again, barring some major craziness, play for a national championship. They'll be in the group of four in football. Women's soccer, they're in the final four right now with a match tomorrow. 19 Northwest players earned either first, second, or honorable mention in the North Division, and they were led by sophomore receiver D.T. Sheffield, who's from Corinth. He was both offensive and special teams player of the year in the North Division. The other 18 guys, first team in the North, quarterback Ren Hefley, tailback Jamarian Bracey, receiver Jacob Horn, tight end Kevin Diaz, offensive lineman, there were three of them, Jay Mickle, Jalen Nettles, Jamar Davis, defensive lineman Jacavius Hibbler and Omar Pugh, linebacker Sam Brumfield, and defensive backs Stephen Hall, and Byron Tank Pearson. The second team honors went to tailback Caden Betts, offensive lineman David Duvall. The honorable mention were tight end Leo McIntyre, offensive lineman Matt Williams, linebacker Fred Harris, and defensive back Rontavius Dude Person. Think of it. There are 22 starters, right? 19 Northwest Rangers made either first, second, or honorable mention in the North among the seven schools that play. That's why they're 10-1 and one and number two in the country. Benji Parker, the coach, co-recipient of the North Division Coach of the Year, finished in a tie with Holmes coach Marcus Wood. The Rangers 10-1, and one, number two in the poll this week, should be number two in the poll next week, and hosting somebody in Senatobia in a couple of weeks. Hopefully by next week we'll have that information for you. It's 948. Got to roll. Got to roll. Got other info. We'll get to you. Finish up our program next, the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour on a Thursday, November 17th. We're talking Rangers this hour. Thanks for joining us for the Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour. It's a special conversation about Northwest Community College. There's a campus near you and more to come. And you can join the conversation by texting 662-426-1093. Keep all the ways handy to be involved with us, and we appreciate you being a part of Super Talk Radio in North Mississippi, 93.7. The Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour with a couple of minutes left to go, and then we'll go into the middays, Gerard, 10 until 1. Our man, Mr. Azar, in a Mississippi Minute, 1 to 2. Rebecca Turner goes from 2 to 3 with good things and Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 until 6. Thanks again, Brian Lynch, joining us in Arizona. Women's soccer tomorrow. Check it out. 1.30. They are in the final four for the NJCAA Division II National Championship. They'll play Phoenix College. And as he mentioned, the other semifinal has Holmes Community College and Jones Community College. Three of the four final teams playing women's soccer in the nation from the state of Mississippi. Good luck to the Lady Rangers. There is basketball again. Lady Ranger basketball going on tonight at 7 at Howard Coliseum. Check them out. 7 o'clock start against SAU Tech 
and then tomorrow at 2 in the Northwest Classic against National Park College. The men's basketball team, they will be in Moorhead tonight at 6 against Mississippi Delta. You can keep up with all of those sports items of business nwccrangers.com and you're looking at at anything program-wise academic whatever it might be northwestms.edu is the place to go and get all of the information currently enrolling for the next semester and getting your 2023 started the right way all the information you want plus over the last couple of weeks there have been so many dedications for scholarships new scholarships to northwest community college some which, you know, provide whether you're from Panola County or Tate County, you know, different counties or uh, whatever. You can go read about those as well at northwestms.edu and find out families that have been uh, through the Northwest world over the years and now giving back to a scholarship fund and helping future students get a chance to go to school at NWCC. You can go read about that at northwestms.edu. Thanks for listening. Tuesday through Friday for the hour that I come into this LitcoMetals.com studio and toss a few words at you. Today's Sycamore Bank Ranger Hour is over. I'll be back tomorrow with a whole host of things sports-wise. Now the time-